You cannot ignore what's going to kill you. He saw it. We all read that. But he didn't do anything about it. You just need to know. A thousand will fall by my side. Ten thousand by my right hand. But it shall not. It shall not come near me. It shall not come near you. He wasn't afraid of confrontation. That's my point here. He wasn't afraid wasn't afraid to stand up. He trusted God. This man of faith, this man that was full of faith, miracles. He, he went into the wilderness, sat down under a broom tree, isolated himself. He bound himself under that same curse. But this messenger was like a messenger of Satan, of which Paul was also accustomed to. And so are you. You're used to, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you're tired, but you don't let your feelings in your, you don't let your feelings dictate how you walk. Don't wait until it builds a fortress before you decide you're going to deal with it because sometimes it's a little too late. Amen. Hallelujah. So Psalm 91.7 says, a thousand may fall by your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. This is a word of promise, isn't it? That a thousand may fall by your side and 10,000 by your right hand, but it's not going to come near you. Say, it's not going to come near me. So a, a thousand may fall at your side. To fall, meaning a thousand may fall, a thousand will be judged, will be overthrown, will be cast down. Okay? A thousand may fall by your side, 10,000 by your right hand. 10,000 is the multiplication, people. It's the, it's the millions of millions. Right? In Exodus 26, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to quickly just share this. But in Exodus 20 and verse 6, it says, He shows mercy to the thousands of them that love him and keep his commandments. He shows mercy to the thousands that love him. Are we those that love him and keep his commandments? Yes. We know in 1 Samuel 18, 7, that Saul had slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. Amen. Yes, amen. So how, how many in this room would say, I, I, I'm in, the, in that camp where I'm going to slay the tens of thousands. And even with my worship, even with your worship, you slay the tens of thousands. Amen? Because it's powerful. 
So now I do want you to turn to Deuteronomy 32.30. Let's turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy 32.30. This is what the word of the Lord says in Deuteronomy 32.30. It says, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? How many of you guys have, have read that scripture? Maybe you've, you've paraphrased that scripture and you've said one puts the flight a thousand, two, 10,000. How many of you heard it like that? That's how we're to take that scripture. One puts the flight a thousand, two, ten thousand. Now let's actually look at this word first of all. In verse 30 of Deuteronomy 32, it says, How could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight unless they're a rock? Say the rock, which is Christ Jesus. Unless they're a rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them. Moses spoke this word to the Israelites to teach them something, to teach them of a covenant, to teach them of a covenant with God. You see, he was saying if Israel were, would, were to be wise, they would easily overcome their foes, easily. They would easily overcome their foes through the help of the Almighty. That's why they're saying, this is, this is why it says in verse 30, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? So because your obedience unto the Lord will cause your enemies to be defeated. One puts the flight. Come on, church of God. One, what, what does the word say? One puts the flight, how much? And, and two? So how many are we? A lot, a lot. So obedience unto the Lord our God is our victory. Brings your victory. It brings forth your victory, right? So you're, you're the head and not the tail, and you're a, you're a victor. You're not the victim. Amen? So I titled tonight's message, how to stop a principality from destroying your life and your ministry. How to stop a principality from destroying your life and destroying your ministry. So the end of Elijah's ministry was due to an undealt spirit that took over. When the devil attacks you, he sends a messenger. Jezebel didn't go. She sent a messenger. I want you to look at 1 Kings, 1 Kings 19. I want you to look at verse 2. It says, then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as one of them by tomorrow about this time. She sent a messenger. She sent a death threat. By tomorrow about this time you will die. That's basically what she told him. Why? Why did she say this? Because Elijah was bold and he had killed 450 demonically filled prophets of Baal. If we look at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. He executed prophets of Baal with the sword, you know. So she, she sends a messenger, verse 2, to Elijah saying, tomorrow about this time you're going to die. You're going to die because you killed my prophets. You're going to die. 
She sends a, a death threat, right? Look at, verse, look at verse 3. And when he saw that, wait, saw what? Let's go back to verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me. And more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, she spoke. When he saw that, he arose and he ran for his life. Stop right there. There was a principality that was released. There's, there was a principality. He saw that. He gets up and he runs for his life. Who's following? Are we all following? You cannot ignore what's going to kill you. Right? You can't ignore what. He did nothing about what he saw. It says he saw it. He ran. You cannot ignore what's going to kill you. If you walk into a room unannounced and you see your teenager smoking meth, do you just ignore it? Because it's going to kill him. You don't just ignore it. So you cannot ignore what will kill you. He saw it. We all read that. But he didn't do anything about it. Why? Because he was bold. We know he was bold. We know that he was courageous. We know that he was not afraid of retaliation. Right? He wasn't afraid. He stood up to Ahab. Guys, he performed so many miracles. He overthrew the prophets of Baal. He brought down rain during the drought. He knew how to trust God. Ravens brought him bread and meat morning and night. He drank, he drank water by the brook that the Lord supplied. He multiplied the oil and the flour for the widow. He was not a coward. He wasn't afraid, right? He raised the, the widow's son. He raised the dead. This is what Elijah did. He said, let this child, let, let this child's soul come back to him, right? And the child came back to life. He was a man of faith. He had a confrontation on Mount Carmel to show the superiority of our God over Baal. Right? He said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then you just go ahead and follow him. He wasn't afraid of confrontation. That's my point here. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to stand up. He trusted God. So what happened? What happened in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 4, when he saw the principality, verse 3, he rose, he ran for his life, and he went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went, verse 4, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down by a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Well, first of all, we need to look here at some words here. Let's look at the, at the word Jezebel, the name Jezebel. What Jezebel means is Baal exalts or a wife to Baal. She married, she's married to a Pagan sacrifice, her name, the meaning of her name. We know she was married to Ahab. But married to a pagan sacrifice, idolatry and rebellion. That's what her name stands for. Okay? 
Yes, she was married to King Ahab in the natural. But her name, what it means to defy the Lord, the depravity of her sin. Now let's look at the word messenger because remember, Jezebel sent a messenger. The word messenger is also can be a messenger of Satan, right? We know in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7 that a messenger of Satan was sent to Paul to buffet him. This was a messenger of Satan that was sent to Elijah to buffet him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And so to buffet, it's to strike. To buffet is to strike repeatedly. To buffet is to treat with violence and to harass. That's what to buffet. Fear and discouragement entered his heart, and he isolated himself into the wilderness. We just read it. He isolated himself into the wilderness, and he sat under a broom tree, and he prayed that he would die. End of verse 4. Right? A broom tree is the same root word as a juniper tree. And it's in its, if you look up broom tree, you'll find juniper tree. And it means to bind and to attach. He went into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and he isolated himself, church. This man of faith, this man that was full of faith, miracles. He, he went into the wilderness, sat down under a broom tree, isolated himself. He bound himself under that same curse that was being released unto him. He spoke the curse that was already spoken. I'm just going to go under this broom tree here, and I'm going to wish myself dead. What did Jezebel already say to him? About this time tomorrow, you're going to die. She didn't go herself. She sent a messenger. When the enemy wants to mess with you, he sends a messenger. What was the message? Discouragement, fear, fatigue. He didn't think he can go on anymore. Oh, he was used to the provision of God. He trusted God. But this messenger was like a messenger of Satan, of which Paul was also accustomed to. And so are you. You're used to. You know what I'm talking about. And as Paul was already told that you have what it takes to command this thing to go, you do too. If you ignore the messenger of Satan, it will cost you your life and your ministry. You don't want to ignore what God says to deal with. Right? Yeah, we're, we're not going to ignore what God says to deal, with, to deal with. So he wished himself dead. Do you know that this marked an end to his earthly ministry? Because soon after this, the Lord told him, I want, you to, I want you to appoint Elisha in your place. It was right after this. You know, Elijah was a praying man. He was a praying man. He was a faithful man. He was an unafraid to be used by God. But what did you see, Elijah, in verse, verse 3 of 1 Kings 19? What did you see? Because whatever you saw, whether it was literally or whether it was figuratively, 
he didn't respond to it correctly. You guys, that's a word of warning for us. What he saw, he didn't respond to correctly. There is a correct way to respond, and there's an incorrect way. Silence to a spirit that was sent via a messenger is not the correct response. Your lack of response is not correct. You need to respond. You need to open your mouth and respond. And you need to identify when it is a messenger of Satan. And you know if it's a messenger of Satan because it is not bringing life. It's bringing death. It's bringing fear. It's bringing frustration. It's bringing oppression and heaviness. It's bringing confusion. And you say, I don't normally act like this, but I don't know why this is happening. Well, wake up. It's a messenger of Satan sent to buffet you. Our response is going to be the right response. We're going to literally, we're going to lift up our voice and say, a thousand may fall by my side. Ten thousand by my right hand. But it shall not come near me. Come on, church. You don't have to know the name of that spirit. You don't have to know the name of that messenger. You just need to know. A thousand will fall by my side, 10,000 by my right hand, but it shall not, it shall not come near me. It shall not come near you. As you rise up in your authority, you start to decree this. I'm going to have you do this right now, you guys. This has to happen. It has to happen. Don't think for a moment that the level of glory that God has already allowed us to walk into and to, and to live in and to enjoy. Don't think for a moment that the enemy is happy. Don't think for a moment that he isn't, doesn't have schemes, you know, that he doesn't have things that he is working against you to try to shut you up and shut you down. I don't know. I just don't feel like going to church. I don't know why. Well, get up and go anyway. And stop, and stop allowing your feelings to dictate. Warriors don't always want a war. Sometimes you're tired, but you don't let your feelings in your, you don't let your feelings dictate how you walk. We're warriors with a purpose. I told you this before. You are a warrior with a purpose. And you're not about to let the devil steal that purpose. I don't care who's following. I don't care who agrees with you. I don't care who disagrees with you. You need to make sure that you're agreeing with the word of God. You need to make sure that you're agreeing with what Jesus has already stated in his word. If you agree with what he's already stated, then the majority is already on your side. Who cares what everybody else does or says? Right? I'm going to have you all stand right now. Because we we're going to serve notice. I want you to pray as well. We serve notice right now to every power and principality, to every demon spirit, to every messenger of Satan. We serve notice. We serve you notice right now that you have come to buffet us and our loved ones. But we decree it is the God that we serve who answers by fire. We decree fire over every one of those demonic assignments. We break every power, every territorial spirit. We command it to go to the dry places. 
never to return in the name of Jesus. We command you to come off of our loved ones. I command fatigue to leave you right now. I command pain to leave you right now. I command disease and confusion and mind control to leave you right now in the name of Jesus. All manipulation, I rebuke you right now. Every place of manipulation, witchcraft, every place of, of domination, I command it to come off of them now. Go to the dry and arid places and do not return. Every place of fear, fear, go. Some of you are yawning right now because demons are leaving you. That's good. Let them, let them go. Let them go. Fear go. Intimidation go. Timidity go. In the name of Jesus, lack and poverty. Out, 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 out. Double-mindedness go. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of thievery and loss, every spirit of death, we curse every spirit of death right now. In the name of Jesus. Every place of idolatry, rebellion, and witchcraft, we command it to go. Leaving out of your families. Addictions go right now. Addiction leave now in the name of Jesus. Mockery. We command a spirit of mockery in your bloodline to go now in the name of Jesus. Pride, arrogance, and defiance. We take authority over pride, over arrogance, over defiance. It has to go in Jesus' name. Do not return. Thank you, Father. Stubbornness, go right now. Stubbornness, you command that things to go. Tell them to go. Stubbornness, rejection, abandonment, leave now. We will not partner with these works of the, of the devil. We will not partner with them. Abandonment, go right now. Lies, lies, lies. Leave them right now in the name of Jesus. We see that ungodly spirit and we command it to leave in the name of Jesus right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. You've given us the word of God. I thank you. It is the blood of the lamb. It's the word of our testimony, Lord God. The devil is under our feet. He is destroyed. We send it to the pit. We send every one of these spirits to the pit. We will not ignore what will overtake us. We'll deal with it. And we'll deal with it correctly. What we deal with, we gain victory. Say that over yourselves. What I deal with, I gain victory over. What you deal with, you gain victory over. You are gaining victory over it today, right now, because you're the head and not the tail. Oh, we're the head and we're not the tail. Say, so I'm the head, I'm not the tail. Oh, devil, you should have woke up a little earlier. You know, you, you should have come last week or, or three weeks ago, but you lost, devil. You lost because we're alive in Christ. And this army is prepared. You are equipped. Every one of you, you're equipped to do battle with the word. You are equipped to sharpen that sword and to go and slay those giants. You are equipped. Hallelujah. Cutting off the enemy right now. Our enemies who rise up against us will be defeated before our face. Every one of us. They shall come against us in one direction and they shall flee in seven ways. This is what the Bible, this is what the word of the Lord says. They shall flee in seven ways. That's right. You stomp on that devil. You stomp on. Hallelujah. Now I want you to decree the opposite spirit of what we just kicked out. I want you to decree I'm blessed beyond measure. I I'm so blessed. I've got the favor of God upon my life. I'm filled with the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. His power is my power. I don't I'm not walking in fatigue. Who said I, I reject that? 
I'm walking full of dunamis power, dunamis strength. The Holy Spirit has infused me. I am literally infused with dynamite power, creative power, dunamis power. There's no lack in me. There's no lack in you. There's no lack in your child. There's no lack in your spouse. There's no lack in your house. Start saying over your Start saying it over your house. There's no lack in my house. I don't know what you think you're up to, devil, but there's no lack in my house. There's no lack at all. That's how you don't ignore that principality that tried to come against you. And you send it packing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. You guys are victors, man. You are powerful in Christ. Glory to God. Have you ever seen that before? You may be seated. Yeah, First Kings. I remember, I remember it was years ago when the Lord showed me that. I was like, wow, look at that. When he saw that. When it was, it was years ago, and I preached on this. When he saw that, he got up and started to hide. He ran. But oh no, not us. When we see it, Lord, I thank you for fine tuning our, our eyes uh, that we see it right away. Don't wait until it builds a fortress before you decide you're going to deal with it because sometimes it's a little too late. It's okay. You can call in, you can call in prayer warriors, but don't wait immediately father thank you for fine opening up our spiritual sight just like eli elisha prayed for his servants eyes to be opened and he saw not just what the enemy was doing he already saw that with his natural eyes but he saw what god was doing lord we thank you that you're opening up our sight that the minute a messenger of Satan would try to come and buffet us. Mm -mm -mm. I don't think so, devil. We have the wisdom of the Lord. The word which stands strong and true forever. I'm telling you right now, the truth will be spoken and lives are being set free. This year, literally, I was dancing over an hour. God is not a man that he should lie. He's abundant. He is above and beyond anything you could have even come for. You've came and you've come with an expectation. But God says, that's good because faith is good. Faith moves mountains. But I, saith the Lord, have an expectation more than you. And I want to move on your behalf more than you. 